Hi, this is Amy and thank you for downloading my podcast. Check out my website, moviewriting.co.uk for news and reviews. Thanks again and enjoy. Hi and welcome to the special Movie Talking podcast. Um, this is the first podcast of us that's been on iTunes. Woohoo! Love you, Steve. If you're listening to this through iTunes, hi and thank you and please subscribe. <laughs> yes, thank you for downloading. Um, uh, I'm joined with my uh, podcast co-hosts. Hello, I'm Kieran. And I'm Rob. And I'm Amy, obviously. Um, so this is the first time that we're going to focus on just two films. I know before we've uh, spoken about a number of films, but this time we're going to review The Artist and Goon, quite different films, um, because Kieran and myself went to see The Artist and then uh, me and Rob went to see Goon. Mm-hmm. Rob is going to ask uh, Kieran and myself about The Artist and then... Kieran's going to ask me about that goon. What did you think of The Artist? Well, enough hype behind it. Everyone's saying it's number one film of 2011. We've got it 2012. What did you think? Expectations must have been high. Well, when I first saw the trailer, I was really excited because I like films that are a bit different. And I thought, wow, a whole film that is silent. It sounds really different. And I went to the cinema and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, it really is different. And it's one of those films that, because it is completely silent, you sit there and you think, you just still expect the words to come. You still expect people to start talking. And uh, you're sat there, God, this really is an hour and 40 minutes of no talking. Like a classic silent film, black and white. and whole... Yeah, it was even uh, shot in the old ratio. Really? Yes. Didn't know that. Um, I have to say, I was really, really looking forward to this film. Um, I've heard so many amazing things about the artist. Um, and I think I may have hyped it up a little bit too much. Uh, I did love it. I did think it was amazing. But I was expecting something completely extraordinary. Just completely mind-blowingly awesome. That it would just be my favourite film ever. And it didn't quite meet those expectations. Which was very unfair of me. But, um, you did set it quite high, mind-blowingly awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a feat and a half to get to there. I know. So, um, sorry to I'll say, what is the artist about? Because I've seen the trailer, and it, yeah, it just looks like a classic silent film with the cards, with the writing on, and a very cool dog. But what is the actual plot? The artist is a love story between two actors. Jean de Jardin uh, plays George Valentine who is a very famous silent film actor, who meets Peppy Miller, played by Berenice Bijou. I'm not quite sure about the pronunciation. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're sorry, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. I have My French was never great. I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, they meet each other on set. and It's set at the moment where silent films are becoming a thing of the past and they're bringing in talkies, as they like to call them. Okay. And George is very much the silent film actor and he's stuck in his ways, basically. And he says, talkies are never going to happen. He doesn't like the idea of them. And he actually gets fired from his job and he tries to still live the silent life, but it doesn't work. No. The world is talking and George doesn't want to play, basically. And oh. um, Peppy's career is just getting better and better because obviously she's a newcomer and she wants to do as many different things as possible and be as successful as possible. So she's taking all the roles and um, speaking parts in these talkies. So as her career is getting better and better, his is going from worse to worse. So okay. there's this conflict in between this love story 
And it's just, it's a very sort of gentle, flowing, lovely story. Even though it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be, I just, it was nice to watch something that was just so lovely. Mm -hmm. It was. I mean, it's a PG certificate. So, I mean, obviously there's no swearing because there's no talking in it. But there's no violence, there's nothing, there's no peril or anything. It's just nice. Not even mild peril. Not even mild peril. I think it's one for all the family within reason. And the whole film looked beautiful as well. I have to say, yeah. the cinematography, was it was stunning, wasn't it? It was. Um, the film was actually shot in colour and then transferred to black and white. Oh, really? So I think it just adds a bit more depth to the, um, the monochrome film. It looks like a film from that era and all of the stars look like they belonged in the 1930s especially berenice who was absolutely beautiful and of course we can't forget amy's favorite actor within the film a certain uggy the jack russell (laughs) it would have to be a dog (laughs) he was actually very good wasn't he he did tricks and he was lovely It's a dog. Yeah, Yeah, but he wasn't just the average dog actor, Rob. He He was throwing some moves around that stage. I mean, um, regular listeners, well, no, regular readers will know how much I love dogs. Uh, Beginners, it's got a brilliant dog in it. Tintin's even got a good dog in it. Sherlock Holmes has got a good dog in it. Proposal. A cute dog in it. Proposal. The one good thing about Proposal is there's a really cute dog in it. But um, so basically, if it's got a dog in it, I will probably like the film. Automatic average rating straight away. <laughs> it's already got up two points. <laughs> Foundations have been set. There's a dog. <laughs> but he was he was brilliant. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people who have been joking, saying that he should have been up for best supporting actor. Uh, yeah, I can see that is a bit silly, but he was really that good. Oh, is it like funny? Oh, I don't know. Is it just, I don't know if he should be up for an Oscar. Is it just? Does he just add to the comedy of it, or is it just? It just add. You know, this film. I think the perfect word to describe the art is is it's pleasant (laughs) and it just adds to the pleasant feeling of the film a feel good film very much a feel good film it's it's very much a sunday afternoon film yes definitely although it could be enjoyed every other day of the week (laughs) (laughs) yes it could so look out for it uh to own on blu-ray and then watch it every day when you like we were discussing this we don't know whether it's worth getting it on blu-ray because the way the film shot is not in widescreen Mm -hmm. uh, because it's in the old ratio and of course it's in black and white and its uh, scenes True. are meant to look... They do some scenes where they make it look grainy. So we're wondering, what is the point of Blu-ray? More grainy. Get all the grainy on screen. Get the, that extra bit of grain. <laughs> we have to wait and see. You never know. They might do extra features. Maybe they'll uh, do it in colour. Yeah, you never know. Maybe. But that would probably take away the appeal. They might, they might do it in sound with audio. Well, I don't think so. I, talking about <laughs> the fact that it was a silent film... It was, it's had those sort of old-fashioned bits where people would mouth the words and you think, what are they saying? What are they saying? I kept trying to work it out, like trying to read lips. And then, of course, it would bring the screen up afterwards, the mm. black screen with all the words. <laughs> that is not what I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a bit of criticism about it being a silent film, hasn't there? There has. Um, I think some people haven't actually realised that it was a silent film before seeing it. Um, Which is completely daft, because just think of all the airtime this film has had sort of the reviews and everything and um there's even been some cases where people have complained to the cinema they've seen it in and they've had a refund uh which i think is ridiculous quite frankly um i mean if you go and see a bad film you don't expect a refund because you didn't like it these people were just completely naive when they went to the cinema mm-hmm. uh, i'm not suggesting that everyone should read up about films before they see them but i think it's just a bit narrow-minded 
Well, when we were even sat in the cinema, someone uttered the words, is this film in French? Which we thought was absolutely <laughs> stupid because first of all, it's a silent film. So, and second of all, even if it was in French, there's subtitles because it's a silent film. The subtitles could have been in French. And then the <laughs> subtitles for the subtitles. Yeah, she even said it when it was quiet. So it wasn't even a whisper. She, she bellowed it in she, the screening. She wasn't even in our row. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you both enjoyed it. Yeah, Amy, it's... not as much, but Kieran, yeah, it was, it was great. And I look forward to the chance to see it again. Yeah, I, th I just had unfair expectations. And I would love to see it again. And I think I'd probably give a better, a more fair rating to it. In perspective. So that was the artist from Amy and Kieran. Thank you. Now we're going to talk about Goon. Yes, Goon. Now, I quite wanted to see this, but I thought it just looked like an average American film, if I'm being honest. Was it? Well... Yes. I'd say that's quite clichéd. It's quite a broad... Generalisation. Yes. Well, I guess it is a generalisation, but you see what I mean. I it looks like an average sort of... I think it's best if Amy... Because I did want to see this film. I was looking forward to this film. I like Sean William Scott. Um, but if we talk about what Amy expected from the film, because you didn't really want to go see it. You saw it on my part. I really didn't want to go and see this film. Um, Why did you not want to go and see it? I wrote it off as a boy film. I thought it was going to be another ridiculous, gross-out comedy um, that Americans just churn out, especially because it was written by the same guy who did uh, Pineapple Express. I didn't have very high expectations. Not as high as the artist. Um, <laughs> but, um, no dogs? No dogs. Not that I remember. No. No. I thought it was just going to be really just boring because I'm not a big fan of sports. I don't know anything about ice hockey at all. Um, and I just thought it was going to be silly, immature, not worth my time. My kind of film. But actually, I really enjoyed it. It, was, it wasn't what Amy said. Uh, not to some extent. It, I would only say it's quite heavy on the blood, so quite a bit gory. Quite heavy on the swears. Oh, yeah, lots of F-bombs, S-bombs. I think there's a few C-bombs in there. Wow. Is there? Um, Probably. Is it a 15? Yes, it is. Uh, it was very good. It was very enjoyable. Um, it was quite a sweet film, actually, because unfortunately the character Sean William Scott plays is hasn't got really upstairs. He's a bit dumb. He's a bit slow. He comes from a family, uh, a Jewish family that... He comes from a family of high achievers. Uh, his father's a doctor, his brother's a doctor... I think his mother is something, some academic. I think she's a teacher, wasn't she? She's some. She's quite. She's got a professional career, whereas um, Sean William Scott. Doug. Doug, uh, he's a bouncer at the start of the film, and um, he always feels like he's not living up to his parents' expectations. And people always tell him what to do because there's a scene at the beginning when he's bouncing or being security at this pub where. It looks like the owner of the pub's telling him to beat up someone for him, and he's constantly apologising to the person he's beaten up, saying, sorry, it's just my job, and just apologising. And from there, you kind of get the tone of the film that he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's just doing it because he's good at being strong. So is he likeable? Yes. He's incredibly likeable. He sounds, he sounds the kind of stupid that there was in Waterboy, if I'm being honest. No, he's... Oh, he's no, he's not that. Adam Sandler it's, it's, stupidity. He's not Adam Sandler stupid. I'd no. say he's kind of, it's borderline Forrest Gump stupid. I think he's incredibly endearing because he's so not, not because he's so stupid, but he's he 
speaks his mind and he meets a girl and he can't stop saying how pretty she is and how beautiful she is. A regular guy wouldn't really be like that. He'd have some sort of, um, he'd have inhibitions. And this guy, he, he, you know, I don't know. He yeah, has it a learning, his heart he has a learning difficulty. Is that what would you say? No, no I wouldn't know. He, no, he just wears his heart on in the particular scene when he meets Alison, uh, Alison Peel's character, um, he just wears his heart on his sleeve and he just gets all his words wrong and he's just in love with her and he just can't get the words out. And It's it's funny, sweet, and uh, it's good. It's a so good you, film. Now so. you're making him sound a bit like Elf. Oh, <laughs> he's a bit of everything. He, well, I can see I, the similarities because he's very innocent, but he just, he doesn't play any games. He's, you know, he just... He speaks his mind. Mm -hmm. He's open and honest. I suppose we should talk about what the plot of Goon is. Yes, yeah, so, so far we know parents and family are high achievers. Mm -hmm. He feels pretty stupid and he loves someone. Yes. Basically, Goon starts with Sean William Scott's character, Doug, punching another ice hockey player who's climbed over the rink, who's got angry at the fans and he punches him and completely knocks him out and demolishes his helmet and he goes flying and the coach sees this and gets him on a trial for the ice hockey team. And he's more than happy to do it. And because he hasn't done anything properly before. And he classifies playing for a team as his kit is a uniform. He thinks he's going to work. And he really loves it. And it's, he's very proud of his team. Uh, he just can't skate. And the, the reason the manager's hired him is just to be a goon. Which is actually a, a real hockey position. It is, yeah. Um, it's the enforcer. Uh, who is there to deter or respond to a dirty or violent play by the opposition team. Uh, so he's like protecting, he's doing exactly what he did before as a bouncer, but to his teammates, he's mm -hmm. protecting them. Yeah, so essentially he's just protecting the weaker players so they can go on and score goals. And essentially that's it. That's the plot of the film. That's the whole film. Uh, well, it doesn't end there. It's just him getting better at skating. Well, he doesn't really show, he's pretty pants at skating. He's just very good at fighting and looking after these players and it is just fighting seems very simple and moronic and he sees it as a job and a life and it's his thing isn't it as yeah. he puts it he said that um his brother's gay and that's mentioned quite a lot throughout the film he says that's his thing and his dad's a doctor and that's his thing and fighting is his thing it's yeah. doug's thing doug's love interest is played by Alison pill she plays kim pine in scott pilgrim one of his films ever I first knew her from um, her role in Milk, uh, the Harvey Milk film, and she plays Anne Cronenberg in that. Uh, I don't think she's a particularly well-known actress, but I think this film shows that she's... She does a lot of different types of films. She you've does, got the action with Scott Pilgrim, you've got the serious drama with Milk, and now you've gone for this easygoing comedy with uh, Sean William Scott. So essentially, yeah, it was a very enjoyable film. I wasn't into my seat. I, I know it's something lately about sports films. It started with The Fighter. The Fighter was excellent. The Fighter is so good. In comparison, the, the scenes when they're playing the sport is the same. I was on the edge of my seat, and when they scored, I was at, like holding clenching my fist, and if I was in private, I'd be like jumping in and going, yes! And I was getting behind the team. It was really good, just like I was with The Fighter. Obviously, The Fighter had a lot of depth because it was a much oh, more serious yes, film. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't compare would it. Say, I, no, would I would you say it's better? Uh, no, uh, I wouldn't. No. It, it, it's two different tones. The, the, the Fighter is a very serious film, and it's the character development uh, is very deep and it's very hard because they've got the, the brother's played by Christian Bale he's got his drug problem and it's a lot more meaningful what about 
how well he does in the ring. Whereas this, you just want him to do well because he's a nice guy. And um, as the film goes on, it's it's not going exactly how he wanted to. Things start to deteriorate for him. And things start breaking up, and it's about him overcoming that and the reason why he got put, he gets promoted to another team. Essentially, it's not a spoiler; it's just the progress of the film. Essentially, it's about his relationship with another team member that the film relies on at the end, and it's quite difficult. So, you do root for him, and you just want him to do well because he's just a nice guy, and it's funny as well. Like you got, it'll cut away to his best friend watching him at the games, and adds a little bit of light humour. He's got the love interest in the stadium as well, and she's cheering for him. So. Yeah, it's a feel-good film, uh, very light and easy going, so you can catch it any time and you'll probably enjoy it. Um, and I would say don't write it off as a sports film. I don't have any interest in sports, really, at all. I don't know anything about ice hockey, but I still really enjoyed it. And um, there is a bit of blood in it, but don't let that put you off, because I think Doug's sweet character would win over anyone, really. Yeah, it sounds a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I did write it off. I thought mm. this doesn't look like my type of film at all. It looks like a film that you'll see on Channel 5 in the year <laughs> six months future. Well, are we comparing it to 30 minutes or less. I don't know if anyone caught that film, but this was a lot better than that, I yeah. thought. It was a lot better than that. It's kind of 30 minutes or less horrible boss boss's kind of level, I'd say. I think it's better of the two, I would say. So I recommend seeing it. I, would, I highly rate it. So Amy, out of the artist or goon, which one are you telling people to go see first? I would see the artist first, Mainly because um, on the on the poster it does say that it's been uh, released nationwide, and that is not correct. It is on a limited release, uh, unfortunately. This and is Amy's fight against Shrewsbury uh, cinemas here. Coming back up. It's it's my fight against multiplexes, and I think people need to go and see this at the cinema to show the cinemas exactly what people want to see. People don't always want to see Twilight or the Inbetweeners movie. They want to see something refreshing, which is what the artist was. Mm -hmm. I agree. If I had the opportunity, I would have seen the artist. Unfortunately, I just couldn't see it. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. That was Amy, Kieran and Rob. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more movie news and reviews, please go to www.movie.com moviewriting.co.uk. Bye-bye.